Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the GCNC Worldview Podcast. Great to have you all here. It's been a couple of weeks since I did one of these. Um, travel season is definitely picking up. Lots of uh, our trade show partners at the GCNC are getting rolling. And so um, we had a bit of a hiatus, but I'm happy to be back. And um, before we jump into this week's discussion, um, I want to send out a thank you to the GCNC Worldview sponsors. Um, Ninth Block, great ad agency out of uh, Colorado. They've got folks in Arizona and do work all across North America and around the world for the cannabis industry. Um, they've been a great multi-year partner of the GCNC. And so we want to thank them for helping to make this podcast possible. Um, along with all of our GCNC members uh, and partners around the world. So thanks, guys, and thanks for listening in. Always subscribe if you haven't already. And today, I want to introduce to you Natalie Vanegas. Who is the Vice President of International Relations for Abicon. Abicon is the Brazilian... Uh, Chamber of Commerce for Cannabis, and um, I'm really pleased that quite recently uh, the GCNC and Abicon were able to form a, form a partnership where um, our members are able to benefit from each other's knowledge, the uh, benefits that exist within the organizations, because there is a lot going on in Brazil. Um, the market is huge. Uh, several hundred million people in Brazil, and certainly one of those markets that we've been keeping our eye on now for several years. So, Natalie, thanks so much for joining me today. Really appreciate it. Hello, Chris. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really glad we are able to do this podcast and to continue our collaboration because uh, Abika and GCNC have partnership agreements and uh, GCNC members can have uh, benefits on being members of Abicon and all the benefits we used to give regarding the Brazilian market. Yeah, you know, it was I was looking at um, at things that we've been working on now for several months to pull together, and I was on the Abicon website uh, this morning. And for people who uh, want to know more about Abicon, of course, we're going to talk about it. But uh, you can also check out their website. And I'm pretty sure that that press release we put out together a couple of weeks ago is the first time um, for the GCNC we've had a press release go out in Portuguese. So um, it's kind of neat to see. Those are, to me, are um, nice little uh, landmarks that we can look at and say this really is a global ecosystem um, serving people all around the world. But um, you know, before we dive into the details there, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, how you ended up being one of the original founding members of Abicon, and um, sort of the role that you and the association are, are playing down there right now. Sure. So I am uh, Natalie Vanegas. I'm the vice president of international relation and uh, I am multicultural. I was born in Venezuela uh, with my father is Colombian, my mother is French. Uh, I was educated in a, in a French uh, 
school in Venezuela, then I study in France, and I study food science and agronomy engineers. So this led me to work towards uh, agribusiness project. Uh, I work, I had a company in Brazil where I trade uh, agri agricultural products, uh, fruits, and I work also on agricultural projects in Brazil. As during my studies, I did an exchange in Brazil. I really felt in love with this country. I decided to move back uh, and, and I'm like more than five years actually in Brazil, uh, leading project with uh, agribusiness and food export and international commerce, as well as uh, brand internationalization in Brazil. And uh, I joined uh, five years ago, a group of entrepreneurs in Brazil that are promoting the entrepreneurial culture. Because the entrepreneurial culture is more developed in, in United States. You are more entrepreneur than uh, in states like Brazil or even France. And uh, in this group, we start talking about the new tendency because it was 2015. It was the beginning in Brazil of discussions regarding medicinal cannabis and cannabis-based product as well. And we decided to found uh, an entity that will represent the cannabis industry. Why we decide to, to build this entity instead of a company? Everybody has the idea of building a company of production and importing, but it was not sufficient in front of uh, the, all the regulation and, and Cannabis in Brazil has not yet a federal regulation. So we decided, okay, let's lead the change in Brazil and let's position, uh, let's, let's get the position of the main leaders of the, the cannabis sectors in Brazil. So we start uh, idealizing the project in 2015. And now actually in 2023, we are the first entity of, um, entrepreneurial and industrial uh, representation of the cannabis sector. So we, we are an associative entity, we have financial and administrative autonomy, and we support the development of the cannabis market. So regarding cannabis market is medicinal cannabis and also industrial hemp. We, in addition to this, we also do the advocacy for the plant in front of the powers and the government. And we are also the, the only entity that incentive public policies and regulatory proposals. It's so now really, we are. Oh, I was going to say it's really hard to to be to pull an organization like this together. Um, I want to commend you all for for doing it. And once it's pulled together, you know, being proactive enough to actually make an impact. Um, I. I think it's great and I've really enjoyed getting to know more about the organization. Currently, about how many companies are, are part of Abicon? And side question to that, um, how many licensed producers are there at the moment in the Brazilian market? So re regarding Abicon's associate, we are about a hundred uh, physical members and regarding legal entities that are associated to Abican, we are about eight companies. Uh, one is, I, I can mention some of them. Uh, New Nature Labs is the first American company that enter in Brazil with a registered product. They are, they are registering their medicine in pharmacies and undergoing clinical studies. 
we have also others uh, law, lawyer offices that are expert in regulatory affairs and also Brazil and uh, also a network of uh, uh, regional clinics in Brazil that prescribe cannabis. So in Brazil, um, I cannot tell exactly how many people have licensed because uh, only associations of patients that has been uh, fighting for the rights of patients for a, a long time, they got uh, in the justice the right to cultivate for medicinal purpose. Because what we have to understand is that in Brazil, the access to medicine, to health, is a right. So as soon as you consider this, you can fight in the justice. So unfortunately, people cannot have access freely to cannabis-based product, but because health is a right, they can sue the government and ask for authorization. So now we have about, about 400 habeas corpus. Habeas corpus is kind of a juridic authorization that allows patients or also and associations to grow cannabis for medical purposes. Yeah, they are also master pharmacies. Master yeah, pharmacies have also the right to manipulate the product. Okay, and when you when you talk about because it sort of changes, right? Depending on the country and the continent you're in, um, the definition of what is medical cannabis um, and the restrictions. You know, if a, if there is a company and they're interested in in creating either a partnership or entering the Brazilian market. What do they need to be aware of in terms of, you know, what is considered legal or at least a winnable court battle in this case versus versus non? And then we should probably also talk about the definition, how they define industrial hemp, because it's always interesting to see how different countries look at all of that. Yeah. Yes, for for cannabis based products, um, it is considered according Anvisa, the main regulatory agency, the equivalent of the FDA, uh, a product mainly with CBD and with less than 0.2% of THC. So actually, uh, Anvisa allowed the, the permissions of importing cannabis products to directly to patients, and they, 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 they have, there is at least about more than 200 brands registered in Brazil that are uh, exporting directly to patients. And then there are uh, 25 registered products in uh, Anvisa and that are, that are undergoing clinical study to be registered as a medicine and be able to be distributed in pharmacies and the, all the drugstores in Brazil. And, and these 25 products that don't necessarily need to follow the rules of Anvisa. They can have a higher percentage of THC because every product is considered for a specific treatment, a niche market. So for Alzheimer, uh, for multiple sclerosis, for example. Yep. So it's a long and winding road to get there. But once you get there, there is a pathway for a lot of these. Um, yeah. Which is which is good. Yeah, it's always um, you know the the trends that we've seen around the world 
in various forms go along this path, right? First, it's it's very much um, a discussion around CBD. That's sort of the safe spot, definitely medical. And then the conversation starts to expand around THC and then minor cannabinoids and, and all of this. So it it is nice to see the growing conversation uh, around around Brazil. You know, um, complete side bar here. We'll come back in a second. But you you said that early on you studied in France. Is that right? Right. Which, which part of France? In in the west of France, Rennes, Brittany. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had early on. I had uh, the good fortune to study for a bit in Clermont-Ferrand, which is sort of south central in general terms. So I'm I'm always interested to hear where where people oh, are at. And with um, with the cannabis industry, I've had a chance to you know go back uh, fairly frequently. Mostly Germany, but I try and get through France once in a while too. Yeah, France are very advanced in hemp because they never uh, prohibit the culture of hemp. There, they are like, but it's the second, uh, the first European producer and the second in the world. But unfortunately, regarding medicinal treatments, patient doesn't do, do not have that easy access to information or doctors that can prescribe. So. It's a bit controversial as well. Yeah, it's one of those markets that we'll see. I mean, their pilot project as well down the path, right? So we'll see what happens uh, at the at the end of that. But, you know, circling back, thank you for letting me go yeah. down that little rabbit hole for a second. But, you know, it, it also does beg the question a little bit with Brazil. It's a very large domestic market, right? Comparatively speaking, it's a, it's a big country. Um, Lots to do there, but is there currently eyes on things like exports? What is the attitude around companies that import? We know that there are some already happening, but um, you know, when when Brazilian legislation is considering its place in the in the global market, um, what is the chatter and and directionally where do you think it's headed? Yeah. So what we are doing actually with Abican is really we are trying to give awareness about the plant because Brazil, it's concerning the, the politician. They don't know much about cannabis and, and hemp uh, as other countries that start many years ago do. So what we are doing was we are really doing a work of, of education, of showing how important is the plant and we are positioning ourselves ourselves as the industry, because we really want to develop the industry of cannabis, not only be able to uh, to, to produce or to consume uh, the, the medical product, but we want to develop an industry, develop research and development, institute of technology, uh, develop all the, the commodities that can be uh, produced with hemp. So textile, fibers, uh, hemp create construction. We have identified 21 economical sectors in Brazil and we are talking with each of these sectors and we are creating awareness and we are creating awareness and technical education via our regional events. We, we will do on March in 15 days our, our last even in Brasilia. It is very strategic because we have invited all the politician ministers uh, representative of the regulatory agency 
to show how important it is to work on a regulation and not only a regulation for medical products, but a regulation for uh, veterinarian uh, products, animal use, uh, human consumption and uh, animal consumption as well, all the construction, textile, and, and awake all the industry. And now in for 2023, we have now this uh, project strategy to build four uh, Institute of Technology and uh, Innovation for all cannabis products. And uh, we, we are going to lead uh, this change. So now we are speaking with the regulatory agency. We, we have enough power now to uh, give our positioning and our opinion about how cannabis should be considered in this country. So that's why many companies are trying to work with us to try to establish the rules and the regulation they will need to develop their products. So we will have in about six months, a regulation for uh, cannabis use for pets. Pets in Brazil is a really, really huge market and many companies are interested to position themselves. So they are starting to work, do networking with uh, vets, with importing companies while Abican is working on, on a regulation and in, in building these technological institutes. So that's why it's interesting because the Brazil uh, is, has a huge potential, but the biggest barrier in Brazil is all the bureaucracy and, and regulation. Of you need course. really strategic partners that understand the law, understand the regulation and that can support you. Because even yeah. for any other company, it's hard, the Brazilian market, for cannabis, it's even harder. But we want to create the condition that it will be easy and, and it will be possible to establish projects. Yeah, it's um, it's a repeated story around the world, right? The, the biggest challenge is always number one, stigma and lack of education, and number two, bureaucratic nightmares. Uh, they get in the way of progress. But these institutes that you're you're starting up, it's really interesting to me. Now, are are you going to be doing um, primary research there as well? Or are is it really about sort of product development based on existing research that others are bringing to the table? So tomorrow we have a meeting with the director of the University of San Caetano do Sul, which is a big university in Sao Paulo, and they want to open a, an innovation hub. So the objective is to welcome and incubate startups that have project and also research and development uh, investigations and give all the juridic and regulatory support to allow those, those startups to uh, have success in the market. And once all, as cannabis is um, permitted for investigation purpose, they can use and manipulate the, the cannabis. So universities will be able to import the raw material, import the IPA, and maybe in the future be able to cultivate. There is already one university that had the authorization to cultivate on the Brazilian soil for investigation purpose. And we are now, we will soon be opening also to investors to try to finance uh, the developing uh, projects. And once you have a project registered in Brazil that has undergone clinical studies with the Brazilian public, the Brazilian genetic, you, you are more able to commercialize it in the national country instead of importing from abroad and all the bureaucracy to nationalize it. 
So that's why it's, it's interesting to do like a technological transfer. Companies in the United States that have all the technology, Canada or Israel or Germany, can go there with their technology, their project, and develop a project in the Brazilian soil. Yeah, yeah I've had recent conversations with various members out of um, Australia, uh, certainly out of uh, other parts of South America, all very keen on uh, creating partnerships and, and bringing products into Brazil as, you know, as the legislation becomes more clear. Um, I had a conversation with, with one of our members in Poland who, who has products in the pet sector that's interested to hear about mm. what's happening there. So, um, yeah, it's nice to see, it, it is nice to see how you guys are moving this forward. Um, frequently it's, uh, you know, the, there, these markets come in and there's no resource for people to, to really tap into and become a part of to help move their country forward. And I think, um, what's going on in Brazil is great. So, you know, if I think giving folks a bit of more of the lay of the land could be, could be helpful when someone comes into Brazil, if they're not familiar with the market at all, and they're looking at expansion opportunities there, what, what is available to consumers uh, today? on if if you wanna if you wanna purchase a any product that is remotely tied to the cannabis plant so whether it's a, a cbd uh supplement or um you know a hemp-based product what can people purchase today without having to go through a court fight you mean in brazil yeah yeah okay um now you can have available in pharmacies a uh, CBD-based uh, product, but yep. you can have you can buy it with a medical prescription. So actually, patient can have access to the treatment because there are about among the five hundred thousand doctors that are in Brazil, four thousand can prescribe cannabis. They have the the formation, and and it's there are all these brands that are distributing cannabis products are competing in a market of only 4,000 prescribers. Yeah, and how that's why there's a potential for education. <laughs> yeah, well, and how does, a, how does a, a potential patient figure out out of the 500,000, which the 4,000 are that um, actually can prescribe it? Are there systems in place that people can use to find those or is it sort of just word of mouth? Uh, so there are some companies like Clinica Gravital that has uh, is developing already four clinics uh, of prescription and they are physical and also they do remote assistance as well. And also some companies that, that are trying to export directly to the patient, uh, they, they need a structure in Brazil because it, it is more difficult to get a, a sales volume when you sell only to one patient per one patient. So what they have in Brazil, they have a structure with a, a juridic uh, accessory, a juridic corpse that will help uh, patients to get informed about possible treatments. We have patients also to have access uh, financially to the treatment because if patient doesn't don't have access to the treatment financially, they can 
um, get to the court to ask for their health insurance. And if it doesn't work, they can also go to the court and ask for the government to, to pay for their for their treatment. So that's why the government has to finance this. And, and the most successful companies that can that are more able to sell individually to patients are those that have uh, an assistant for patients uh, with doctors and a juridic team that can help them have access to the treatment. So that's why Brazil is complex because once you don't understand this, you cannot succeed uh, uh, to sell to the patient. You need the, this structure. Yeah. And some have understood, other not. But now the what are the companies are competing? It's on educational courses. We need to form more more doctors uh, because the more doctors, the more region you can access, the more patients you can access, and and the number of patients is huge. Like I have numbers here. We have two million patients with autism, one point five million with cancer, one point two million with Alzheimer, one million with epilepsy. Uh, like 10 million with endometriosis and 73 million with insomnia. All this disease can be treated with cannabis. And actually, yep. we have about 100,000, 200,000 patients that have access to the treatment in front of millions of patients. So they still have uh, lands to, to grow for companies. Certainly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like we're, yeah, of that in that potential, we are standing on maybe, you know, one square meter of land and around us is a whole country of opportunity still. So, you know, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about Abicon, about what's going on in in Brazil. Uh, I know you're doing these events, but, you know, if people wanna reach out to you or to the organization for more information and to get, you know, a little bit uh, more detailed on specific opportunities. What's what's the best way for them to approach approach you and to to reach out? Sure. So they, they can go via the Abican website uh, regarding subscribe, and they can now put their uh, name, email, and ask a, a question, and we we receive all the demands, and then we we answer immediately. Uh, we organize a, a call to understand what's the company purpose or the, what does the person looks for in Brazil, and we can uh, give the the support. So, by you can get associate or as a single person, or you can get associated as a legal entity, and we will give you all the support you need uh, to succeed in in the Brazilian land that is a bit dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But not wanting to to insecure people. <laughs> yeah, no, um, the cannabis industry is not for the weak at heart. It's for the people who yeah. are willing to put in the work and um, you know continue to be diligent in working through the challenges and blocks that are put in front of us. But um, yeah, and of course uh, our GCNC members uh, have direct access to all of that information as well. Uh, and we're always interested in hearing from folks who um, are helping to drive the the global cannabis ecosystem forward. Um, this has been great to talk with you, uh, Natalie, and um, everybody out there in podcast land who listen to us. Make sure, you know, as you're having these kinds of conversations about uh, emerging market opportunities that you you share 
these kinds of podcasts out because this is the source, the one of the primary sources of information uh, around the world for what's happening um, and the experts that are actually on the ground um, making it happen, not just talking about it. So Natalie, thanks so much. Thanks everybody. Don't forget to subscribe and uh, we'll talk to you next time on the GCNC Worldview. Thank you.